Hello and welcome to the HBO Boys podcast. Today we are talking about season three of His Dark Materials. No one watched it, but it has good reviews, so that's mm. positive. And one of us, and I won't spoil who, really liked it. And it one me. of us, no, no, it wasn't you. No, it wasn't you. Based on, oh, you know what? Okay, have you changed your mind or? <laughs> no, no, I hated it. it right? Yeah, sure. And one of us hated it, which you sort of gave the you gave it away who who that who that was. It's me, James. Hi, folks. Glad to be here to talk about Westworld season three. Shut I mean, up. His Dark Materials <laughs> season three. There, you, do you believe they're comparable? Yeah, I mean, this is better than Westworld season three, as most things on TV are. But uh, I don't know. I was very let down by season three of His Dark Materials. I thought it was very boring and confusing and i was like well i'm sure that the source material is better and then i looked th- this is actually an extremely close adaptation of the book so yes I guess not for how like constantly jazzed you and adam are currently when discussing the last of us which by the way they are covering on a weekly basis and please go listen to that of course though like i think it will be very apparent of the numbers this podcast specifically does and the numbers that the hit last of us podcasts do no one's going to listen to this and a lot of people are going to listen to that so i don't know why i'm touting yeah the so other on, one. when we do that one i'll shout out this oh thanks man <laughs> yeah i don't know why any uh, you know like that the reason we are here today is because we're in too deep. It's the same reason we did season four of Westworld, where at some point it was pulling teeth, but we did the rest of it. So I just feel like out of consistency's sake, it had to be done. I don't like to quit things, though I do it all the time. Right. I've mentioned this on a show. Famously, I watched every episode of the show True Blood except the last one. Because I just could not be bothered. That's psycho stuff. That's uh, that's insane. You s- go watch it. We should stop this podcast, and you should go watch <laughs> the finale of True Blood. It's not um, good. <laughs> I think the, the the second to last episode of True Blood ends with the like Viking vampire and his uh, platonic wife are like just like f- flying up into the ceiling, hissing, and it looked like shit. And I was like, "Geez, I am not excited to watch the finale now." I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. That's the final straw. Only one of us had to go, but I just can't be bothered. I I respect it. Uh, wait, no, the opposite. I don't respect it. You got to finish things off, and that's why we are here today. I am going to describe season three in as succinct a way as I can. James, you you stop me when you want to say complain. I was going to say say something, but stop. Well, for, for interrupt context, me with complaints. It's been a while between seasons. That's true, and I needed to watch seasons one. And two again to refresh myself. And so I watched them over again. And season one, I still enjoyed. Not as much as the first time, but it was still okay. Season two, kind of falling apart. Like, captures some of the magic of the other one, but like, clearly in decline. It's the same trajectory as Westworld. And then season three, confusing and boring. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, here's a, uh, a brief. 10 to 15 minute description of what season three was episode one 
As a background, if you don't recall, for many millennia, the authority, known as Creator the Almighty, has ruled the kingdom of heaven. However, he ruled with a dark angel at his side, for a right-hand angel. Those who spoke up against him were cast away. Angels now live in between worlds, waiting for an opportunity for vengeance. Said opportunity will be upcoming here soon. Lord Asriel, played by James McAvoy, has been waiting and preparing to launch a rebellion. Meanwhile, Will is still searching for Lyra, but is having trouble yeah. finding her. You're reading something you wrote, right? I'm reading a, a hybrid of a synopsis <laughs> and what I wrote. Okay, just it's, wondering. It's about eighty to ninety percent the internet and ten percent Ryan. But to Got be it. fair, what, what the alternative was like remembering everything that happened and writing an essay about it, and I wasn't about to do that. Right. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> the disrespect. The disrespect. Uh, There's an episode of this podcast really early on in the show, and I farted sometime. You can go find it. (laughs) You bring it up so often to Uh, me personally in in our real lives. Which episode was it? Do you have a timestamp? I honestly don't recall. I think I was living in Japan at the time. That's what I remember about it. I'm, um... Just the, the... Your... Your... Your vibes are that you are recording this podcast from a cardboard box in an alleyway and you just can't like, but you have a house, but you went out there purposely because you can't be bothered to such an extent. All right. Well, I, I'm going to, why don't you let me freestyle recap from what I recall? Oh, so I wrote all this for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, makes go, sense. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no. We much better when you do it. You do it. <laughs> well, I was going to say what I remember about the beginning of this episode uh, is that, Lyra's mom, the crazy child murderer Ann Coulter, has kidnapped okay. her and is keeping her in a medically induced coma mm. for years. Yeah, for an extended period of time. But she's doing it because she loves her, James. Mm-hmm. 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 I just want to say, and this will become more relevant as it goes on, in Kingdom Hearts 2, okay. Sora also begins the story. In a coma. Comas happen a lot. Days of our lives lived off of comas and twins. You know, it's the tr- in the coma. Lyra has okay. aged about eight years. <laughs> right. Yes, because that's what happens with with child actors. In fact, The Last of Us just got renewed for season two, and I don't know. Are they going to start filming tomorrow? Yeah, get on it right away. Yeah. No, Ellie's actually quite. Well, spoilers. No, let let keep going. With the, this is Mark materials. You're that the one who almost that. spoiled it. I'm not out here doing it. Anyway, anyway, Will is confronted by a lot of angels, two of them to be specific. And he to get away from them, he uh, uses the subtle knife to go to a different world. But the angels follow him nonetheless. Will explains to them that he needs to find Lyra. That's his only mission. So the angels are like, oh, fuck. Okay, we'll help you, I guess. Is there an amber spyglass in this season? Yeah. Did you okay, not watch? Cool. <laughs> I watched the season. I'm just trying to remember what what part of the story that played. Mary created an amber spyglass to look at the oh, mobile. Oh, was the amber. So, okay, yeah, that, okay. that was bad. <laughs> okay, so here's something. Will is also like 35 now. Sure. I don't know how long it's been in the story, 
But yes, there's a lot of angels now. Angels are extremely important in season three. They were not that important. Uh, they weren't at all important in the first season and they came up at the end of season two. But they're fucking real important in season three and they're all over the place yeah the power creep situation in this show is a lot like they're just getting closer and closer to fighting god and lord Azrael just keeps saying that we're gonna use guns against god and which feels dumb every time he says it yeah we're gonna shoot god to death it's like okay so you've got conventional weapons and god can knows everything and can do everything and yeah. there's absolutely he cannot be snuck up on. That doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. But I'm going to shoot him with a shotgun in his God face and it's going to be a totally chill and we're going to win. So <laughs> you're the dumb one. Asriel recruits Commander Ogunwe to join him in his rebellion. Ogunwe eventually does once he, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're a soldier, Harry, and look at all the magic is basically what happens. And that guy has more people with more guns because God can be killed with a gun, uh, or at least angels maybe can. At first, I was confused and thought this guy was an angel, but he's not. What? He's a guy with guns. Okay. Re- does he, he has an army. Like of of people with guns. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. not the part that I that confuses me. The part that confuses <laughs> me is the part where you said that you thought he was an angel. Because everyone's talking at this point in the story, everyone's like, "Azrael's got angels. Oh, he's got angel friends. You know, he's talking to angels. He like here he hangs out with the angels every night." Okay. We port over to Cardinal MacPhail, which is his real name, and. He's informed of a prophecy which he believes is related to Lyra Ovs. He believes if she becomes tempted by a serpent, she will fall and sin will triumph. So, yeah. Bible stuff. It sounds like to me, the mm-hmm. entire time the season was going, I was thinking, so does that prophecy not refer to like if Lyra and Will bang, it's yes. the end of the world? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I assumed. But that's not actually, just to say, listeners, that's not what it means. That's that's weirdly enough not what it means. I think it's what it should have meant, though. Just saying. And then we go to episode two. There are more angels. Lyra is dreaming of Roger. Remember Roger? Her friend from school who's dead now because her father killed him? Well... Roger's coming to Lyra in her dreams, and she feels an immense amount of survivor's guilt and wants to go help him. And the entire time, I'm just saying out loud, just let him be, you know? So, yeah, I was pretty confused. I'm like, he's dead, Lyra. There's nothing to be done. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to go to hell and get Roger back. Right. (laughs) Yes, there's one thing to be done, and she does it. Asriel hears that Lyra's in trouble, and he doesn't give a flying fuck. <laughs> he no, is, is we are reminded father. in so many scenes that he does not care about Lyra. In fact, there's a point in the story where he thinks Lyra is dead, and he's like, hmm, Lyra's dead? Sucks. Tough. Tough <laughs> times. Until the end, we're. it's actually probably one of the worst moments in the third season where all of a sudden he cares for kind of no reason. Like, I don't right. know. It literally is. It's iced tea at the end of Rick and Morty. I care now. You made me care. Yes. Because she, my daughter let a prison break from d- death or heck. I like her now. I should say, uh, I, I thought the, the going to hell plotline was the most compelling of the season. Yeah. 
the other stuff, like Azriel and, and Miss Coulter, are going between like suspense scenes to scenes of the two of them like bickering and also flirting. And they just talk about how much like she's obsessed with Lyra and how much he doesn't give a fuck. And I found all those scenes very tedious. And like, well, I guess we'll get to the Mary Malone stuff, but that shit was like near unwatchable to me. And okay. so every time Lyra and Will were on screen, I felt like pretty engaged. And I was like, oh, they're going to the Shadow Realm from Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm interested. Let's go. Sam is listening to uh, me record this and she just texted me. Are you going to touch on how hot Asriel is? So yeah, he's a pretty hot child murderer. A lot of child a, murderers in this show. Yes, he's a very hot child murderer. But that is what she talked about most of the time while we were watching. The, I'm just going to fast forward here. Yorick Bjornsson is there. He is a talking polar bear, which is chill. He has to come in because the subtle knife breaks and then he reforges it to, you know, let the knife bear be the knife yeah. bear once more. If you get too sad while yeah. using the subtle knife, mm-hmm. it breaks. Mm. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. I it, don't don't. Hey, Will, uh, buck the fuck up or the most important MacGuffin in the world is going to be destroyed. Right. It's not called the 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 totally chill knife. No, it's the subtle knife. It's subtle. <laughs> Honestly, it's a bad name for a knife. So, yes, as you said, they go to the land of the dead. There they find Roger. They find Lin-Manuel Miranda's Lee Scoresby. They find near the end of it as well, Will's dad. They have a sequestered conversation, those well, two. Can I can I set the scene a little bit, guys? So, yeah, I'd love that. Uh, yeah. When you die, yeah. there's no heaven or hell. Nope. You go to the Shadow Realm. Mm-hmm. where you're really depressed and you're depressed because a bird monster flies around insulting you all day. Yeah. And so you don't have the courage that it would take to, to change your situation in any way. Mm-hmm. When you are in the shadow realm and you're like starting to feel good, a bird monster comes up to you and starts talking shit. And that's hell. That's hell. I mean, that's not as bad as I imagined, but not good. Like, I don't want to go there. Either way, Lyra and Will are prison breaking these motherfuckers out, but they can't use the subtle knife on the low ground for some reason. Right. They have to get up higher. They can't get cell reception on the subtle knife. Yeah. So through whatever, they get up high, but then the birds are like, we're not done talking shit yet. So you can't leave. And then Lyra's like, if I tell you a dope story, will you let us leave? And the bird's like, yes. And through talking about happier times, she's able to get Roger's like shade to be happy again. And he turns back into a real boy. Interestingly, Roger has aged about five years Mm. while he's been in hell. Right. Not only do you age in hell, but like you take the clothes that you were wearing with you to hell but then the, the clothes also still fit even if you've aged during that time period. Are you suggesting this is unrealistic? That hell isn't really like this? No, I think the hell is pretty cool in that way. Oh, so it's like your favorite place to be. The boat ride over. I, that's, I, I like the moment where they get on the boat and Lyra's Damon can't go with her and uh, they're all very sad about it. That was sad, and I liked it. Yes, so you can't bring your dog to hell, and so she leaves <laughs> Pan in some other world, and he loses his shit about this. To Pan, this is the ultimate betrayal. It is, yeah, and he will not forgive her for three to four episodes. Let's talk very quickly about 
Mary and her journey to the roller skating elephant story. Yes, the best of the plot lines. So she is just following around, learning the language of, and coming to understand these rollerblading elephants. She does Avatar on the elephants. She sort of does Avatar on the elephants, and she's Jake Sully, and... But not really, because... No, she does not fuck any of them, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to be clear. Well, not, not a full on, avatar. Not on screen. <laughs> we don't know what happened. She Off does screen. not pull a full Jake Sully. Not yet. And she also makes a spyglass that's amber, hence... The name of the third book that this is based off of. I I honestly did not put that shit together. <laughs> and I was like waiting for like some pirate captain to pull out a magic spyglass the entire season. There's gotta yeah. be a spyglass. She uses it to see that the trees and the world is dying because the dust is going up into the air. If only two children she would meet in the future, Bone, it would all be okay. I just want to say... Yeah. This the these Mary Malone scenes. Yeah. There were so many of them throughout <laughs> season three. And I said out loud a lot of times I'm like, this shit better be really important to the story for how much time they're spending on this. Not only is the fact that all of the dust leaving the world not new information, like Asriel has already known this, but I think the audience already knew this as yeah, well. From the pilot. <laughs> and then also Aside from encouraging Lyra and Will to hook up at the end of the story, which she does pretty funnily, like her, Mary Malone has no bearing on the story at all. And there's a wonderful moment. I, I just skipped to the very end. She's like talking to an angel and angel's like, good job, Mary Malone. You did it. And Mary Malone straight up is like, I didn't do anything for real. Like <laughs> And then the author of the book just breaks the fourth wall, walks into the shot and goes like, she's right. I forgot to make this uh, tie in. So it was just a standalone story of an Irish woman with some elephants. <laughs> and then he salutes the screen and walks off. Let's talk quickly about McPhail, Dr. Cooper, the whole magisterium thing. They're in Zeppelins and they're trying to bomb Lyra with the, with her hair Right. They have a super voodoo bomb where if they have your hair, they can transport the bomb directly to you, even if you're in hell. <laughs> you're like, even if you're dead, they'll bomb your soul. Bomb your soul to bits. And Mrs. Coulter is trying to get to the Magisterium to stop this bomb from happening. She does right. so in the vibes machine. I think it's the actually the intention machine or whatever it is. It's a it's a ship. That runs off of vibes. Yes. And she has to do a very bad spy job of being like, yes, McPhail, I'm here to kill my beloved daughter. Let's do it together. Also, there's a sexual tension between us. And I think you can feel it as well. Right. But it's it, that that is that is left hanging. She comes on to him a lot. He seems really interested. They never kind of resolve that no, nobody makes a move no he gets severed before that ever becomes anything more than an innocuous flirt but uh, father gomez exists i'll say that one sentence but it doesn't matter at all and then uh mrs coulter gets caught all of this is yeah. also happening at the same time where like this little fly dude is helping her 
It's a he's a general, this little fly man, but eventually right. he just gets swatted and he's dead. <laughs> Meanwhile, like I swear to God, like the elephants are like, and this is our ancestor tree, Mary. Like where the souls of all our ancestors live in this tree. She's like, wow, this is a lot like a movie I saw. <laughs> that was a perfect accent. And then she's also like, can you teach me to rollerblade? That would be dope. <laughs> Yeah. There are witches too. <laughs> What's cool about the, the bomb, <laughs> the super bomb that teleports bombs, is that you it, you need to kill someone in order to fire it. So he's gonna, McPhail's gonna kill Ann Coulter in order to, to set off the teleportation bomb. And when the little tiny person foils that, he's like, well, the joke's on you. I'll just kill myself to launch the bomb. And that's what he does. And I thought that was very brilliant. I really love in a story where the bad guy just kills himself. So it saves you the trouble. It's as satisfactory as can be. And although I think probably the best visual of the third season was the bomb coming through the sky in the land of the dead. Yeah, they nuked hell. They did. And it didn't work, though. Through the power of friendship, they survived. That was probably the highlight of the season for me was like, when the the president of God killed himself to teleport a bomb to hell, that was pretty sick. Yeah, that's a sick. I mean, listen to the sentence you just said, full of so many sick stuff. But yeah, nothing happens. It doesn't even kill any dead people. No, well, they were already dead, James. Okay, right. What's gonna happen? Where are they gonna go if they if they get bombed now? They die twice, which is twice as bad, obviously. <laughs> okay, right. They go to an even darker, spooky place yeah, with yeah. larger uh, birds that yell at you more often. Yeah, the birds are meaner there. <laughs> Damn, this super hell, super hell. This all brings us to episode eight, the finale. The angels kill Father Gomez. I didn't explain who that was because I, I don't want to. Well, aren't you going to talk about how when they d- nuke heaven next? Oh, right. They also kind of nuke heaven. They nuked heaven and hell, but not the s- s- little space. You know, actually, I'll cover this real quick. The And I'm sure we've said this in the past. The theme song of this rips. It is good. It is a bit of a Westworld ripoff, I will say. I, I'm sure we've already said Everyone, that. Everyone. Yeah, that seems like something. I'm, I'm deja vuing that, that you've said that in the past. So Will and Lyra go to rollerblading elephant world. Mary tells wait, them. Wait, wait. Before oh you do, God. I just want to talk a little uh, bit about episode so was it the seven, the penultimate one? You don't one? even know. And so, the the culmination of the big story, having successfully infiltrated, like, the church, next, Coulter, like, talks her way into heaven. She, like, tricks Jesus, whose <laughs> yeah. name is Megatron, into letting her it's into not, heaven. It's not Megatron, but keep going. He wrote this book in the year 2000, when Transformers right. had already been out for 20 years. And he was like, do you think this name sounds too much like Megatron? Nah, it's fine. It's definitely not going to sound really stupid when they adapt it in 20 years. Listen, and there, he was more than meets the eye. Get off his back. So she confronts Jesus, who's locked God up in, in jail. In, in God prison, yeah. Yeah. And so she's just buying time. Buying time for Will and Lyra to bang. Right. Like, that, that's what needs to happen. And so, like, anyway, they escape hell, and that's, like, that's probably about to happen, so they need to buy more time. So, Azrael jumps in, too. They have, like, an Avengers fight against Jesus, but Jesus is too strong for them. Mm-hmm. And then Lyra and Will port into to heaven jail, 
and they let God out of jail just in time for them to fire a space laser at heaven, <laughs> and then, which kills God, and it kills Ann Coulter, and it kills Professor X. But okay. they both are redeemed because they sacrificed themselves for Lyra. The show makes that pretty clear, <laughs> that the characters are now redeemed. Uh, with yes. the music they're playing and the shots they're showing. That was like- the worst part where the show is like, <laughs> they the show announces to the audience that two characters are redeemed. It doesn't show that or earn it. It's just like, you see, pretty redeemed. <laughs> they're good now. <laughs> Asriel's only killed one kid that we know, but I'm pretty that sure we know of. that Miss Coulter was like the Dr. Mengele type figure of like a child killing factory. Because like when Lyra first gets there, yeah. there's like a lot of kids. She operated a genocide, very clearly. Right, against like a... a an ethnic minority, like the, the Egyptians. Sure. So, yeah, it is, she's she's kind of a Nazi. She's a Nazi, but she's redeemed now because the show told us. Right, because together they killed Jesus, kind of. Also, she's magic. And she's magic, but like it doesn't like it doesn't really come no, up that listen, much. It's not. She's not that magic. She's a little bit magic. She can negotiate with specters. She can talk them into not being mean. Right. And she gets them to, she does like the end of Return of the King and all the specters attack Devin. I just want to say, we never find out, we get a good amount of information on Miss Coulter's backstory. We never find out anything about Asriel and what his deal is. Like Asriel's story begins with him like seducing Ann Coulter. And we don't know what he was doing before that or why he wants, why he's so pissed at God. Because how dare you? You know, just like running everything, lying. He hates liars. That's what it is. Liars and liars. Now that they've killed God, like, is everything going to be good for everyone forever from now on? No. There are more books after this, and it still is bad. Then what was the point? It's like killing Rehoboam. What changed? Yeah, nothing really. It was better for a little while. So, so that's um good right yeah so in the last episode ryan was keying it up sorry to interrupt you no you're not episode eight was pretty good (laughs) oh okay pretty wacky it was wacky uh, and wild stuff episode nine i honestly i thought episode eight was the end i was like okay that's the show and then uh, my dad was like no you see there's one more (laughs) and so they teleport to make out point lyra and will and uh, they're like, we're not, we're not sure if we should bang. When <laughs> Mary Malone's there, and she's like, no, you should. Is that what she said? No, she's like, you should fall in love. And she's like, you guys should fall in love. And it's like, well, it's not really a matter of should. It's like it either happens to you or it doesn't. Like you can't. Okay, I guess I will fall in love with Lyra after all. There are only eight episodes, but right. it's I guess semantics. Yes, they should fall in love. Also. The angels go to Will and Lyra's Damons and are like, you guys need to go kiss yeah, and make up. You need to get over it, Pan, you fucking drama queen. If you don't make up with Lyra, the world will end. Like, no, the multiverse will end. I wish Pan was like, then let it, then let it end. She was being <laughs> a bitch. Yeah, I mean, that's his attitude through most of the season. He's like, no, fuck Lyra, dude. She didn't take me to hell with her. Anyway. They make up. She's so sorry. 
they're all sorry. Lyra and Will love each other now. And so all the dust stops escaping from the world and through several montages. Well, uh, uh, there's a great part I just want to mention in, in between okay. what you're saying here. Where you, like you just say So it, like that's... Lyra goes to kiss Will and then it like pans away. So anything else that happens is complete implication. But then it cuts to like two angels and they see the Aurora and they're Borealis. Watching. They're, they're watching. looking at the northern lights and they're like, oh, you know what that means. Don't you? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I laughed a lot at that scene. Do you like that the angels are perverts? I know. I was also like, at this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're perverted uh, angels. What are you going to do? Anyway. The very end of the show was good. I thought that the oh. girl who played Lyra fucking killed it in those scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you feel this way. In fact, my entire vibe on the third season is sort of based on the end because I thought it was a pretty ballsy ending. And it's the same ending from the book where they save the world, all the worlds, and all the dust is good. But they, at, at that moment, lose their innocence and they grow up. So Lyra can't read the altheometer very easily anymore. And Will and her go back to Lyra's world, but they have to say goodbye because if they leave all of these knifed portals open, then the the dust will yeah, escape. Yeah, the dust is, it'll get out through the hole and then... We'll be right back where we started with God in jail or something. <laughs> right. So, Lyra and Will just have fallen in love like yesterday. And yes. now, to continue saving the world, they can't ever see each other again ever. What, which but is they were also as friends and fall. have been through a lot, right? So That makes it better? No, I'm saying so that makes it worse. Oh. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the guy playing Will is doing fine, but the yeah. actress playing Lyra is like, doing an amazing job. Just a good actress. I hope she gets in some better stuff after this. She was in Logan, wasn't she? Was that her? I mean, she's probably going to be in Avengers soon, I assume. Uh, yeah, they, they always pick up the, the best ones who roller skate with elephants and fall in love off screen. So, they say goodbye. At the ending was okay. Yeah, you wow that. backtracking on that i thought you i thought that heavy sigh was you wrapping up the, <laughs> the I, well there are no, two more so the, the the subtle knife breaks which enables the angels to close all the other windows left open by other knife bearers which is like not like close your windows that's like rule number one of having the knife close your goddamn windows but whatever lyra goes back to jordan college will reunites with his mother and for the rest of their mortal lives, Lyra and Will go to the same place in the Oxford Botanical Garden on the same day every year to remember each other. And they promised themselves before they left that they would meet again in the afterlife. Will becomes a doctor. Lyra learns to read the altheometer by herself. And the end is just generally sad and then cuts to black and we're done. Yeah, it was a good ending to a pretty mediocre season. But as you said, there's more material after book three. And we find out that like this experience with Will has left Lyra like emotional stunted and like unable to connect romantically with anyone else so 
Yeah, it's really not a happily ever after situation. No, it's a situation in which the heroes of the story sacrificed not only their childhoods, their innocence, but kind of the rest of their lives. And sure, they saved the world, but at what cost to themselves? Perhaps everything. I like when the angel straight up uses the word multiverse. He's like, you saved the multiverse, Lyra. You and, and Doctor Strange both. Yeah. There was a 1 in 14 million chance of you saving the multiverse, and you did it. By the way, both angels die, and when the first one dies, oh, also the angels are gay. Well, not really. The angels don't have a gender, but the two actors, you know what I mean, right? I also like the, because after McPhail dies, there's like a second lieutenant bad guy. Who he's gonna like, he has a sniper rifle. He's gonna shoot Will and Lyra before they can bang. He's gonna 360 no scope their asses. <laughs> and an angel shows up and like tickles him and he dies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. But the angel then gets bit or something by Father Gomez's Damon and then he also dies. Did you like season three, Ryan? I think the ending was so good that it made up for a lot of stupid shit. Like, even though Asriel was super hot. Every time he brought up the fact <laughs> that he was going to shoot God with a gun, I thought was pretty stupid. Miss Coulter was being her same badass self, uh, you know, except for at the very end where both of them did like a weird 180 turn on their entire vibe. Uh, but I do like how she manipulated God and then used her weird negotiation powers on Spectre's. That was actually that, that one was weird, but I, I still liked it. A lot of dumb shit. But it's what's in the books. I mean, and endings are hard, as we say on the show a lot. Yes. But I mean, I think the Will and Lyra shit wrapped up pretty satisfactory. But like the whole thing about God, like never made a lot of sense to me. Ezreal would be like, God's not real and I'm going to kill him. It, I guess it didn't feel, I want to say feel forced, but like. It was rushed for sure. No, yeah, no, it wasn't. I'm not even talking about like the show. Of course, the show was rushed and not seen by anybody. But more so than that, the show and the book are commentaries on religion, really, right? Like first and foremost. And it feels like the third season loses its way on that a little bit. When the trying to fucking start blasting at angels, like it, I don't know. <laughs> oh, also remember that one part uh, where um, Lord Asriel tortures an angel. That was pretty tight. Yeah, he puts him in a microwave, like in uh, Kick Ass. Mm. Then yeah. he explodes. Well, listeners, it's that time again. Time for uh, the BuzzFeed which character quiz. Which character are you quiz? Oh fuck for yes! Don't act. But this one interesting spin on it. It's what animal would your daemon be? Every time we do this, we just get the same thing. Yeah, I hope it's the same animal that my Patronus is. That'll be fun. Ryan, pick a word to describe yourself. Friendly, no. cute, sassy, loyal, oh. or talented. I didn't I thought no was an option. Friendly, sassy, cute. Loyal, cute, funny, talented. I'm funny, dude. Yeah, you are. Okay. I'll Thanks, agree man. with you on that one. Thanks. And dude. for me, I'm gonna go with sassy. <laughs> <laughs> you are a sassy little bitch. Ryan, choose a holiday destination. Iceland, Great Britain, USA, China, Australia, or India. Hmm. I choose Australia. Okay. Any reason why? No. I've always wanted to visit China. Okay. okay. Ryan, choose a Disney film. 
Uh, Frozen, Mulan, Finding Nemo, Beauty of the Beast, Pocahontas, or The Jungle Book? Um, gosh. It's hard not to say Beauty and the Beast because obviously you and I put on Beauty and the Beast in high school, both starring in every role. I also, as a five-year-old, saw that movie in theaters like seven times. Well, that's because it's a good one, James. But I'm going to go Finding Nemo here. Interestingly, I'm probably going to go with Pocahontas, another one I really loved as a weird little boy. You were a weird little boy, but you understood the colors of the wind, to be fair. Ryan. Yeah. What's your worst trait? Well. Are you too lazy? Yeah. Are you a show-off? No. Do you have a temper? Yeah. Are you too shy? No. Do you hate being alone? No. Are you clumsy? Well, yes. Lazy. (laughs) Okay, Ryan, too lazy? Uh, for me, I'm- I- I am extremely clumsy and break shit all the time. That's cool. Ryan, order yourself a meal. Okay. Vegetarian lasagna. No. Salmon and vegetables. No. Cobb salad. Steak. Yeah. Venison Wellington or no. mussels and chips. The steak, please. All right. You getting the steak? Of course. Uh, I'm going to go with the Wellington. A little fancy. You're just being a contrarian at this point. You want the steak. Ryan, of the following six names, choose one for your Damon. They're all Ryan. bad. Oh. Flo. No. Ursula. Gold. No. <laughs> Goldfuss. What? Aves. Lutra. What? Sunda. I want Lutra. Wait. I take that back. None of these are good. No, you have to pick one. Lutra, I guess. I'll go with my my gut on that one. I got a good tickle at a gold fuss, so I think I'll go with that one. Yeah, that's... Ooh, like Goldust, the wrestler? That'd be chillous. Can he be be my Damon? So, who's your favorite His Dark Materials character? Professor X, Lyra, Alexander Hamilton, and Coulter... Uh, Eorik Bjornsson mm-hmm. or Will? I like Eorik Bjornsson because he's a bear. Okay, interesting. I'm going to go with Alexander Hamilton. He's your favorite? Yeah, because when really? I, he's on screen, I think about Hamilton. Sure. All right, Ryan, your Damon is an otter. Oh, dude, my Patronus is a weasel. Very close. Yeah, it's a it's an aquatic weasel. I You're love cute that. but scrappy, so nice. while people may underestimate you, they better mm-hmm. not cross you. That's true. You love to joke around and have fun with your friends. <laughs> you, I'm very funny. You're off of the life and soul of the party. So and true. people naturally gravitate you. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty... pretty I think that's Ryan. I do too. have gravity at this point. Wow. Ba- Mine's like kind of insulting. Good. <laughs> uh, my Damon is the koala. Why? That's so, so cute. You they have are super dumb chill as vibes, fuck, though. And yes, you that's true. Let anything phase you. But people shouldn't mistake you for complacent. Eh. Eh, <laughs> maybe that, I made that mistake. <laughs> you know how to rumble, and you're not taking anyone's what? shit. I mean, that sentence isn't true. That's I, I, you, just, baby. I put up with a lot. <laughs> Sleeping, eating, and spending time alone <laughs> makes you happiest. No, I'm doing so much of that. I'm not happy. This website doesn't know me, okay? <laughs> Uh, you're being attacked. Uh, That's fun. Is that the end of yours? I have a koala named Goldfuss. I forgot that it's supposed to be the opposite gender, so it's a girl koala named Goldfuss. Yep, and I have a a girl otter named 
Lutra. Oh, and there's at the very end, Malone is like, at, the angel's like, Mary, you have a demon too. And it's like a little bird and it doesn't say anything. I was like, just say something. The golden monkey that Miss Coulter has doesn't say shit the whole time. Yeah, I thought he was like brain damaged or something because of all the abuse she heaps on it. She's so mean to the goddamn monkey. Why are you mean to that monkey? It's not nice. Right. I mean, then we find the monkey actually was chill with Lyra. Oh, like 100% of the time and sacrificed himself as well while like, you know, like moving a lever and then, you know, not exactly, but like God and uh, Lyra's bad parents fell into a deep, dark God killer abyss and and, uh, the golden monkey whom was just getting bitch slapped for three straight seasons also died, which is horseshit. Uh, According to Wikipedia, the bench from the show, real bench, you can go there. Oh, if I... Would I, I don't. If you were in Oxford, would you go to the bench? I guess if I was in Oxford, like if why, I don't know why I'd be in Oxford, but yes, I would. And then I would sit next to, and then I would, well, I would take two pictures with me on either side with two different sets of clothes on because this is real elaborate. And uh, one would be Will and one would be Lyra. So I would, uh, and then I would put that on the internet and no one would know what I was fucking talking about. There was also a case of censorship with the amber spyglass in the original version published in the UK. There's a longer paragraph. Graphic sex scene. Well, you're making a joke, but in the American version, like, she's like, Lyra, it's okay to love Will. And Will's like, wow, that's great. And in the British version, like, M- Mary Malone says that, and then, like, Lyra gets really horny for a paragraph. It's really weird. Read it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the U.S. version. Okay. The U.S. version first. Remember this Mary, is a child. Mary has just said, like, no, well, in the, sh- in the books, she's, uh, like, a tweenager, but in the show, she's, like, 20 already. That's true. Um in the U.S. edition, as Mary said that, Lyra felt something strange happen to her body. She felt as if she'd been handed the key to a great house she hadn't known was there, a house that was somehow inside her. And as she turned the key, she felt other doors opening deep into the darkness and lights coming on. Okay, that's the U.S. version. Here's the British version. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she fucking chaffed, dude. As Mary said that, Lyra felt something strange happen to her body. She found a stirring at the roots of her hair. She found herself breathing faster. She had never been on a roller coaster or anything like that, but she had, or she would, she would have recognized the sensations in her breast. They were exciting and frightening oh. at the same time. She had oh. not the slightest idea why, but the sensation continued and deepened and changed, and more parts of her body. Yeah, I mean, this just goes on and on like this. No, bro. keep going, keep going. Okay. She felt <laughs> as if she'd been handed, okay. Okay, that it's pretty much the same thing. Um, there was one yeah. word in there I didn't like, but uh, yeah, what the U.S. was like too much. Well, it's just weird that like, hey, Lyra, it's me, your professor friend from a long time ago that you hung out with a couple times. Bang this guy. Yeah, let's talk about being, you being all horned up, but not <laughs> in America. Honestly, the books that come after this sound kind of interesting. I hope they adapt them in 10 years with the same girl. They shouldn't. Nobody watched this. Okay, good. Don't do it, guys. There's too much prestige TV. Like, there's, there's, now the levels of, like, junk TV have stabilized. But there's too much prestige TV. I already committed to not watching junk TV anymore. And now I can't even keep up with prestige TV. You're so brave. You mean, you do. You, you've seen everything. That's not true. I've committed to not watching Prestige TV. There you go. Ryan only watches the Learning Channel. Uh, yeah. Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when it's on, not often enough. 
I, I got Peacock just for it. I didn't know this was the end of the book series or the end of the show until the show ended. Uh, so maybe we'll join you for His Dark Materials Season 4 no. in two <laughs> years. Where they're just going to write an, a new season. A original work here. Or, or the Mary Malone spinoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Silver Spyglass. She makes another one, but it's different this time. Yeah. Anyway, listen to The Last of Us with Adam and James. <laughs> and Ryan subbed for me. I subbed for you. I had a. I. I was, I'm going to make the same joke I made the last time. I couldn't be on the show, where I used the excuse that Xander from Buffy gave about why he couldn't give a statement on. Uh, Joss Whedon's Me Too situation. Oh, Jesus. Which is that uh, I have paralyzed my anus and I couldn't be on the show. <laughs> Again. Yeah. I mean, that's just the ex, the, the best deflection. Xander, do you want to say something about, about this Me Too controversy, guys? <laughs> you don't even want to know what I You don't want to know, but I'm going to tell you because this ain't the US version of, of the Amber Spyglass. Damn, he brought it back around, folks. That's what you call an expert. (laughs) An anal deflection expert.